Over two centuries ago, a man came to Harvard, uncertain of his future and his fate. He had received an offer he could not refuse, and though he felt unworthy, he wrote to his family that he believed a kind of destiny was driving him to Cambridge. He spent his first night right here, sleeping in Harvard Yard, and awoke the next morning, July 3rd, 1775, to take command of the troops of the United Provinces of North America, the fledgling Continental Army. George Washington had a unique Harvard application process. His admissions committee was the Second Continental Congress. And his experience here at Harvard would not only define the final 24 years of his life, but the startup he launched here <laughs> would go on to change the course of human history. Just across the street, under a tree, is a group of monuments, one displaying rows of strapping uniformed soldiers welcoming Washington to Cambridge. And another says, under this tree, Washington first took command of the American army, July 3rd, 1775. And I've always felt a sense of awe for this world-changing spot. But then I did some research, and I found something less romantic. Washington's Harvard welcome weekend was less than grand, and his first year at Harvard was downright awful. On Sunday, July 2nd, he rode into a deserted-looking town, soaking wet and half-sick. In fact, the welcome reception was canceled due to rain, and several soldiers wrote in their journals that Nothing new or remarkable happened on July 3rd. Imagine if we could go back in time to this very spot that day in 1775. We would be sitting in a very different Harvard yard, a field full of makeshift tents, ununiformed soldiers, and a rough defense position in place of Lamont Library. One historian described this scene like Woodstock, New York, 1969. A volunteer, undisciplined, under-equipped militia of farmers and merchants. This was the group, about half the size of the crowd we've assembled this morning. This was the group that Washington came to lead against the most powerful military force on earth. But Washington took what was offered to him here at Harvard and he made the most of it. And I'm not just talking about the brass doorknobs or the metal roof he took off Harvard Hall to melt into musket balls, which they did take. But he took ideas that existed only as words and writings, and he turned them into reality for millions and generations to come. And less than a year later, after pushing the British out of Boston, Washington received an honorary degree from this fine institution, his first academic degree. 
And like many Harvard graduates, he went on to take a prominent position in New York City. <laughs> and it almost killed him. <clears throat> well, the British nearly killed him, and we almost lost the entire war. In fact, the next seven years of the war effort would become the most challenging years of his life. Today, you will receive a piece of paper representing your short time here at Harvard. Your successes, your failures, your all-night study sessions, your lessons, your first A, minus, and the friendships that will last a lifetime. Through these experiences, you've developed, practiced, and honed the skills you need. But sitting here today, facing an uncertain future, let alone the examples of mayors and entrepreneurs, Nobel Prize winners, presidents, and a queen, the queen of soul, Sitting here today facing a lot of uncertainty and a lot of high bars, it might seem difficult to connect the dots to your destiny. But have faith, because there is a kind of destiny waiting to be fulfilled that is uniquely yours. You see, Washington had to go through a difficult transformation process, even after receiving his Harvard degree, to turn his kind of destiny into a real force that could change history. And he came to discover he could not do it alone. The individuals and incidents that faced him over the next seven years whittled, carved, and sculpted him into the monumental man we remember today. And in the end, the army he thought he was coming to transform ended up being the force that transformed him. And while you may not realize it yet, some of the biggest lessons you'll take with you from this experience have come from the people who've been learning right beside you. They've challenged you, they've pushed you, they've inspired you, they've supported you, and ultimately helped reveal a better version of yourself. You see, the question is not only what you will take with you, but who you will take with you. On July 4th, 1775, still a full year before the Declaration of Independence, Washington issued his first general orders to the troops from right here in Harvard Yard, declaring that all distinctions of colonies should be laid aside so that one spirit may animate the whole. And the only contest be, who shall render on this great and trying occasion the most essential service to this great and common cause in which we are all engaged. And just as Washington came here to Harvard to unite the 13 colonies, We've come together this morning to celebrate the unity and diversity of our 13 schools.
Whether you are driven to solve the world's largest public or private problems, cure that dreaded disease, alleviate human suffering, work across religious and cultural divides, generate knowledge and push education forward. Create effective legal frameworks. Design and construct the future world we live in. Or use technology to enable new discoveries and innovations. Whatever kind of destiny is compelling you today, Imagine the countless lives that are waiting for you to step up. In two centuries, who might be talking about the grand mission you begin today in this yard? Who will be saying, they sat right there under that tree in that spot? Let today be your moment to accept the challenge that has been offered to you, bring that most essential service only you can provide to this great and common cause. And together, let us not just go change the world, but let us go serve the world with passion. <laughs>